Welcome to the Medical Sales Certification Podcast. This is Colby Wood. And on this podcast, we take a deep dive into medical sales and in particular, orthopedic medical sales, where I do my best to share with you everything that I have learned up to this point and document really the day-to-day sales calls and meetings and interactions I'm having so that you can learn from my experiences and hopefully help you become more successful in your career as well. So without any further ado, please enjoy today's podcast. What's up, everybody? This is Colby Wood with the Medical Sales Certification Podcast, and welcome to this episode. And what I wanted to share with you was in a was a meeting that I was in yesterday, and it's with a, a large institution um, that's here in Chicago, and we've been working them with them for a little while now, and uh, and we're developing some new products with them. And so um, myself and three other of our Team members, team members were in a meeting with them yesterday, and we were uh, meeting kind of like moving the ball forward, taking next steps with these with these new projects. And uh, one of the things that really, um, you know, we discussed as a team afterward was the frustration with the customer in the customer not taking the necessary actions that we need them to take and putting in the the work that we need them to put in to help develop this new product for them. And so, you know, what I wanted to share with you is really the idea and the question that comes to mind is how much do you give to the customer based on how much do you expect in return? And I think that that's a, I think that's a relevant question to, to kind of explore here with you guys. Um, cause I think a lot of people expect, or they want the exchange between themselves and whoever it is, you know, whether it's a sales role you know, with a, with a, a surgeon or a customer or whoever it is, like what we do or in anything else in life, maybe they're not in a sales role. They're just working a job, but they expect the the exchange between one person and another to, to always be 50, 50, you know, they don't ever want to give 51, 49. And, you know, I'd say candidly, um, and I don't have data on this. So I'm, I'm going to go a little about outside the scope of what my knowledge base is, but I'm going to assume that that also plays a role and a factor in, you know, the issues with marriage in not only this country, but throughout the world, you know, people, people, myself included, I, you know, I don't say that from a, from a place of ignorance, people don't want to give up a lot, you know, and, and we don't want to give that much more than what we expect in return, generally speaking. And so when it comes to sales, you know, I I don't want to get off track necessarily, but when it comes to sales, what is the right amount that you should be expected to give to the customer based on the return that you're expecting from the customer, right? So we know that at the extremes, we can't give zero to the customer and expect them to give us anything, right? Like it's just not going to work that way in a transactional situation. And we also can't expect to give, you know, a thousand and only get one from them, so to speak, right? Like we can't, we can't have, we can't spend all our time focused on one customer that we're never going to get anything in return from. So the question is, what does that perfect ratio look like of, you know, do I give a hundred and I expect 50 in return? And those aren't, those are arbitrary numbers. It's, it's more of a way of trying to think through what, what is it going to take for you and me to get the business from a customer? And there's, and I would, I would tell you from the outset, I don't have a, an answer 
a perfect answer for that. Like, I don't, I don't think that there's a number that's going to quantify that perfectly. Now you may agree or disagree. I don't know. Maybe through this conversation, I'll, I'll come to a better understanding of that. But in reality, what I think it comes down to is first and foremost, we have to push away the idea or the, the thinking that I need to get in return an equal effort from the customer. Like it's never going to be an equal exchange. I'm always, as a salesperson, I'm always going to have to give more to the customer than I expect in return. That is standard. You're not going to have customers that are going to give you equal or more in return to what you give them. That's just the reality. And even if even if that happens in some obscure, weird way because you've got a relationship, you've got a connection, you've got some other um, confounding kind of variables there that that would make that happen. You can't focus on it like that. Like the men, the mentality and the approach you have to take is that I'm going to give way more to the customer that I am asking for in return from them. And so when you go in and you meet with a customer or you get the business from a customer, what I, what I always try to focus on is how much can I give to this customer without asking for a lot in return. Now, at some point, we do need to ask in return from the customer. Hey, you know, we've been doing all this for you. We need an opportunity, an opportunity to earn your business in this area. You know, at some point you've got to look at the time commitment that you're putting into the customer. You've got to look at the effort level. You've got to look at the costs on your end. It's got to be a good working business transaction. You've got to be able to make money. The customer has to be able to make money, right? It's got to help them and it's got to help you, but it's never going to be a one-to-one exchange. And you know, my concern is that people try to focus on keeping those numbers too close together and it hurts them in the long run. You know, it hurts them when they're looking for jobs. It hurts them when they're trying to go out and, and get customers. Customers, you know, when I'm thinking about this, the meeting that we had with this customer here locally, there are there are a list of products that they have, a, a pretty extensive list of products that they have in, a, in an Excel document. And we are needing them to go through that list of products and identify their location, identify the min and max pars, the quantities that they want to have on hand, the and a couple other variables and we we are essentially need them to work through that excel document the problem with that is in the customer's mind they haven't done it up to this point and they're clearly trying to find other reasons coming up with reasons not to do it you know they they for whatever reason just haven't put in the time and the effort because it's a pain in the butt and they have other responsibilities and it just drops down their priority list when we come in as the other half of this exchange, in my mind, it's like, how can we take that off of your to-do list? How can we take as much of the responsibility that we need you to burden, we need you to carry, how can we take as much of that off of you so that we can handle it and manage it? And, you know, I, I understand that there's an upper limit to this where it doesn't make sense to have the relationship. If you're doing everything, you're not getting, getting anything in return. I, I totally get it. I'm not advocating that you're going to do everything for the customer and never ask for anything in return. But what I am saying is that when you are, when you are managing those things from the customer's end, I'm now in control of the situation. You know, when we ask this customer to put these things together, to go through their list of inventory and, you know, check box, check mark each of the boxes that we need them to do. We've been waiting on that for a month, maybe longer. 
And so, okay, you know, we can try to keep, you know, kick them in the butt, asking them to do it. But at some point, there's two things, one of two things has to happen. Number one, we've got to reduce the amount of effort that it's going to require them to do it. So, you know, what that would look like is how much of that work can we do on our end and how much do we actually need you to do? Maybe we asked you to do too much on the front end and you're looking at that task as it's going to take you six hours. And in reality, what if I can reduce that to where it only takes you two hours or one hour, right? What can I do on my end to help reduce the burden that that task is going to require of you? So that's one option. How do we do that? Or number two, how do we take that off of you completely? How can I put you in a situation where we can take care of that completely? And instead of asking you to do anything, we can manage that or we can go through your inventory for you, right? And I understand that that's a cost. That costs us time. That costs us money. That costs us resources. There, there's a certain cost in, in doing things like that for your customers. But because of who they are, because of the notoriety, because of the reputation, because of the potential business that we can do with them, it's totally worth going above and beyond way past the expectations that they have of us, right? That this, we're not, it's not going to be a 50, 50 relationship with them. It might be a thousand 50 relationship with them because they're going to, they're such an elite premier client that could change our business significantly that we're going to do whatever we have to do to get their business. But you're not, we're not going to do the same thing for another customer that doesn't have the same notoriety, that doesn't have the same profitable potential, that doesn't have the same weight, so to speak, that they don't have the, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? They don't have the I don't know, gumption came to my, <laughs> I don't even know if that's a word. I've heard that before in the past. I think from one of my coaches or something, gumption. Uh, they don't have the gumption that one of the other, uh, or that, a that, a um, that a company or a uh, institution like this has. And so you have to, I guess, getting back to the original question of how much do you give to the customer based on how much you're expecting in return, it's always going to be lopsided. You're always going to have to give more to the customer than what they, what you're asking for in return. They have to feel like they're getting a deal working with you. They want to feel like, man, how can I not do business with these people? They're going to give me so much more in return. And it, it ultimately comes down to what, what does that look like for them? What is it that they really want? What are they really going to value? If I give them a lower price on my product, is that really adding value to them? Are they going to say, wow, yeah, I want to work with this guy because you know he reduced my price $5, $10, 5%, 10%, whatever it is. I would say in most scenarios, no. I mean, money is obviously a factor that's a little bit of a an interesting subject that has to be handled, I think, for the most part, um, on a case-by-case basis. But what are the other things that we could do to give more to the customer that are, that's going to matter to them that when they're, when they're looking at the scenario, when they're looking at the equation, the equation, they're on one side and we're on the other and it's completely lopsided. How do we make it even more lopsided in our direction meaning that we're putting in even more effort, we have more skin in the game, we're going to do more for them so that they'll actually do business with us, right? You're, you've got to tilt those scales. The, the more that you value, need, and want that business, and the harder it is to get that business based on competition, the more you're going to have to tilt the scale in your direction, meaning that you're taking more of the burden 
off of the customer. I'm going to do more for you. I'm going to find more ways to help you out. I'm going to save you more money. I'm going to make you more profitable. I'm going to take less time off your table. We're going to do more for you so that your staff doesn't have to manage it, right? There's so many other ways that you've got to be creative with thinking about how do I tilt the scale in my favor significantly more than the person they're currently working with, right? And so, you know, again, I, I don't think that there's going to be a perfect answer. I think what is fundamental is it's always going to be tilted in your direction. You're always going to have to give more to the customer than you expect in return. And that's okay. You've got to, you've got to just confront that fact, deal with it, accept it and move forward. And then say, okay, how much am I willing to give to this customer based on the return potential? And sometimes you have to invest. And by invest, I mean, put in more upfront in hopes that on the back end they're going to reward you. And it, it's not going to be a one-to-one exchange. You know, there's, there's a short-term gain and a long-term gain there that you've got to take into account. How much am I going to get in the short-term from this customer based on the effort and the time and the investment on my end? Or what's the long-term potential? You know, with a customer like the one that I've been talking about, this big institution, that is a long play for us. We want that relationship to develop over time, and we're willing to do whatever we have to do to keep, maintain, grow, develop that relationship. And so we're going to give, I mean, we have the scales tilted as far to our end as we can, just about. And so then we go into those meetings and we're not getting what we want from the customer. What do we need to do? Well, we can kick them in the butt trying to get them to do the, do what we need them to do to put in the time and the work. Or we say, we'll take even more, you know, we're going to help you even more than we have in the past because ultimately it's all the end goal. Like, what are you trying to get? You know, it's not about being right. It's about getting results. We want the customers to work with us. So what am I going to have to do? I'm going to have to give more to the customer then. I'm going to have to spend more time in front of the customer. I'm going to have to work harder for the customer. That's fine. It's all about getting the end result that you want. And use, I think the scale, in my mind's eye, the scale kind of image makes the most sense where you're weighting it one way or the other. I want to prop up the customer as high as I can by weighing down all the work on my end. And it doesn't mean that I don't have to ask them to do work. It doesn't mean that I can't ask them to even even out the scale later on. But especially if you're new to the area, especially if you don't have the relationships or the history, you're going to have to come in and give a ton. And that's okay. Just confront that, accept that, deal with it, and then figure out how to make that happen. You know, so um, I share that with you because it kind of top of mind, that's a meeting that we just had. It's it's important to take into account all the different factors that go into the customer. You're not going to do that for every customer. Not every customer gets the same attention, the same effort, the same time, the same resources, etc. But, you know, one of the most important things that a sales rep can do is proper allocation of time and resources and effort and energy. And so you've got to look at, all right, who are the customers that have the biggest upside potential? And who are the customers that have the lowest upside potential? And then you're going to look at those same customers and who has short-term potential and who has long-term potential. And you're going to rank order those kind of, you can kind of do it in your mind's eye. You could write it out if you wanted to, but ultimately you're, you're going to need to look at that customer list and say, who is going to deserve the most amount of time and who can I allocate more time to? Where can I spend more time and more effort? Who can I, who can I back off of my time and effort and commitment to 
in hopes that I don't lose the business, but understanding that even if I lose that business, it's not the biggest deal in the world. There are other bigger fish to fry that I need to be going after, right? There's a, I just, I have yet to come across, maybe somebody has it. I've yet to come across a, a perfect number that tells you exactly what you should do. That's where intuition, that's where, um, experience, all the things that are going to come through doing that you're going to develop. And, you know, I think it's intuition. You know, I was trying to think of other words to, to describe it. I think it's intuition. Your intuition is going to drive and determine where you should be spending your time, how you should be spending your time, how you're going to force rank those customers. And how do you blend that all into a working schedule that helps you develop your territory over time? Thank you for listening to this episode of the Medical Sales Certification Podcast. And as you know, we give all of our content and training away for free. So it would really mean a lot to me if you could subscribe to this podcast and leave us a review. And if you thought that this episode in particular was helpful, consider sending it to somebody you know who you think could benefit as well. Thanks again, and we will see you on the next episode. Bye.